You're listening to Everyday Parents, a day in the life podcast. We share the everyday routines of parents from all kinds of families. Our episodes start with getting to know each guest family, then go through their daily routine and wrap up with some reflective questions about parenting. I'm Jerome Cluck, a stay-at-home dad to our daughter, Charlie, and half of your hosting team. And I'm Caitlin Kirby, Jerome's wife, Charlie's mom, and your podcast co-host. On today's episode, we have two very, very special guests, my sister and her husband. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hold on. Wait a minute, Jerome. Haven't we already heard an episode with your sister and her husband? And you would be right. We did. But... This is yet another member of my family, a different sister, Rebecca and Casey. And there's more where that came from, folks. So buckle up because there will be more sibling episodes in the future. Patreon subscribers get an extra special episode with my childless sibling, Bernard. Becca and Casey have three kids, a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a seven-month-old. Let's bring them in. Welcome, Becca and Casey. Please tell us a little bit about your family. My name's Rebecca, and we have three children. We have Leonard, who is seven, Nora, who is six, and Virginia, who is seven months. Eight months. Eight months. One for three. I'm Casey. (laughs) I'm I'm Rebecca's husband and the father of those three children. And is there anything significant that you want to share about pregnancy and birth with any of the kids? Uh, Personally, my pregnancies were all very easy. (laughs) So Leonard, we had down in when we lived in Indianapolis. And for our first birth, I'd say it went pretty smoothly, very quick. And with Nora, we had in, well, we found out we were pregnant with Nora in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and then decided to move to South Bend, where both of our families are from. And um, we were actually living with Casey's parents at the time when I went into labor with Nora. Again, a very quick labor. And then, um, what, Virginia, now we live in Elkhart, Indiana. So each of the, like, it was all three different hospitals, right? I think the coolest thing about Leonard's birth was the hospital itself. (laughs) Of course you would say that. It was really good. Like, it's not like the food was great or anything. But the Casey will always look at the menu first whenever we get to any hospital. It's important. <laughs> it's important. But the it was just a birthing hospital. That's it. And it was like a you know yeah it was really nice. five story high gigantic building that was just a we got spoiled birthing hospital. So I if we're if we're gonna walk through and talk about individual birthings and what made them unique like. The only thing unique about Leonard's, I think, was that it was our first and we didn't know what we were doing. No. Um, we went in with two of us and came out with three. Well, and also all of my um, labors happened but within two hours. I had the baby. Very fast. So, She's quick. <laughs> yeah. It was scary. I felt like we were going to have Nora in the car. Now, I'm at work while, while Becca goes into labor, and I think... You were hiding your labor. I, I was in denial a little bit. I was like folding laundry and I had my mother-in-law and sister-in-law like staring at me with big eyes and like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just going to keep folding this. And and then finally, like I couldn't fake it anymore. And um, I felt the contractions coming on so quick that um, I couldn't even concentrate enough to like call Casey 
And so his mom had to do it for me. And his mom's like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. I'm like, no, no, no. That's one side of the story. I'll tell you the other side. Is that Becca's been going around the house walking and breathing all weird. And my sister-in-law's there who had had two or maybe she had three at the time. Yeah, but she had C-sections. So like they were planned. Well, still, but she knew knew what was going on. And my mom had eight kids. So they know what labor looks like. What happened was that my sister-in-law, Becca's sister-in-law, she had to tell on Rebecca to my mom. And then my mom called me and said, hey, Becca's not saying anything, but she's being real weird. And (laughs) And you need to come home. And and Sophie thinks she's going, Sophie's a sister-in-law. Sophie thinks she's going into labor. Um, You got to get home because she won't let anybody drive her to the hospital besides you. It's like when the family pet sneaks yeah, off because they're not feeling well. Exactly what it's like. So I hightail it out of work. I whip into the driveway about 20, 25 minutes later. And Becca comes out with my mom. And everybody's in a big panic besides Rebecca, who decides like she's just going to be, you know. I, I had it under control. She was overly calm in a frightening way. We get in the car, a little Ford Taurus, and we jet back downtown. We go in, we get into the hospital, everything's a blur, and like an hour later, we have a baby. (laughs) That was number two. And then, so Virginia was just eight months ago, and we live 29 seconds from the hospital. (laughs) So I come home, and uh, Becca's clearly in labor. We knew that Becca's mom is over, like uh, telling me in a very hushed way, like you need to get Rebecca to the hospital really, really soon. I think soon. I was secretly set on a home birth. I don't know. Maybe that's what this At is one like. point, it's like, okay, I've got bags ready. I've got my shoes on. It's snowing outside. Like I'm ready to go, like hat on. Let's, let's get going. And Becca just goes, I think I'm going to take a bath. And like me and the other adults in the room are like, oh my God, what is happening here? It all worked out. So Becca takes a bath. I don't know why. Um, and finally, probably about, it was dark out. It was probably 7 p.m. So it was like four hours of me pacing around the house. Like, why haven't we left yet? You're just like doing weird stuff. like uh, Folding laundry, typically. She has a strange way of coping. Yeah. Why, why is this a thing? Why, like the first, I, there was an episode of The Office where Pam didn't want to go. And like, she ended up saying that was for insurance reasons. But I remember watching that thinking like, that is such a weird and unfathomable thing to me that you would need me- like medical assistance and put it off to myself to like get into my head to you know like uh, build myself up feel comfortable and you know it's a very personal thing um, before I go and see a bunch of strangers and then you know have to have to go through that so so are you just building towards a home birth you think that's the end game here is I would have yeah. If we have one more, that's what would be. Wow. A home birth? Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. I, I wanted to be a midwife, so. You could pick your own menu, Case. Speaking of menus, what is it that you do for work? I run a, uh, a hospitality group, a fine dining restaurant in uh, downtown South Bend called the South Grill. Uh, so I'm their general manager and sommelier there, which uh, pinkies out. That means wine expert. So, so, uh, you know, the restaurant industry is incredibly rewarding for me. I like it a lot. It's kind of demanding for the home life. 
you know, it's a lot of hours, it's, it's weekends, it's majority evenings, but, you know, we found a way to make that work for us. And, you know, well, and I stay at home and I watch the kids. Yeah. So that's how we manage that. Have you seen the bear? I have seen the bear. Just curious. It's come up a lot in my life lately. And, uh, it's really good. I like it a lot. I mean, it's, you know what, I'll tell you what I like about the bear. Um, so like the story's good, the acting's really good, but they like, they nailed a lot of stuff really well. Like stuff you wouldn't know unless you worked in a restaurant. Like the guys in the kitchen are all drinking out of what we call deli containers. Yeah. If you work in a real restaurant, you, you know that like, that's what the cooks drink out of. Becca has put in just as many years of restaurant work as I have too. So she knows the drill. Oh yeah, same. So we're recording in summer now, so the kids are all home with you all day long. Yes. Uh, but during the school year, Leonard and Nora go to school. Who are your biggest supporters in terms of family and friends, and how often do you see them? Well, we decided to move to South Bend to be with our families. Casey is one of eight kids. I'm one of seven kids. Most of our family lives here. So fortunately, I have my mom who I can go to if I just need to take a break or just have someone to talk to. And um, we have his parents who love the kids and we can go and visit with them. Um, and aunts and uncles and what, they've got how many grandkids on your side? He's like 15 or 16 now. Yeah. Well, and it's nice to have, you know, I think both for your side of the family and for my side of the family, this is always kind of more or less like a home base for extended family too. So that's nice. So we don't have to do like a lot of traveling to see our families. And I think that's a huge bonus for so us. Primarily family. I mean, as far as a social life, non-existent right now. Our um, social life is with a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and an eight-month-old. Right, so. <laughs> right. I'm just thankful when Casey's home and we can, you know, spend time together. And I can talk to an adult who doesn't want to show me, you know. But they drew again for the 14th time <laughs> that day. Well, for me, like I had uh, like a, the idea of an evening out tonight was like going into the backyard and going on the swings, you know? Like there's nobody else I'd rather do that stuff with. Right. I was telling Casey, I was like, man, where was this podcast in 2016 when I had Leonard? Because I was Googling, like, what is a day in life like? Like, I don't understand how to manage... Like, what, am I doing this right? Should I be like sitting here and nursing for four hours? You know, and so I'd watch these mommy vloggers for two hours, you know, go through a day. And I like that this is kind of just summed up and nice and packaged. And I get an idea of like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is how these people manage their day with their kids or this is what their life's like. And it just, it's nice. It's nice to not, uh, especially like in, in forums like these, you know, People are kind of spilling their all on, on what they're doing with their kids and what their day-to-day -day life is like. And I think I have learned very quickly after having children that, like, you can't judge people on how they parent their kids. You just can't. Because every child is different. Every parent is different. Every life situation is different. When, when we had started this, that was one of the points we were trying to pay attention to was not like a way to offer advice about things, but strictly a, yeah, like a show right. and tell. Is there anything else we should know about your family? Um, I don't, not that I can think of. I just feel like we're in a big transition period, learning how to go from 
two to three. I mean, we had Leonard and Nora are literally a year and a day apart. Um, both were not planned, um, but we managed and we got them, you know, walking, talking, doing all these things on their own. And now we have a baby again. So um, I would love to have like a, this is what my day looks like, but the way Virginia is growing, every day is different right now. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not really, as far as like sleep schedule and everything, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I tell Casey every day, I'm like, I think it's time for a nap for her, but we'll go find out. And I'll go upstairs and try to put her down. I'm like, nope, it's not nap time. And I feel like that's refreshing to hear as someone who like struggled a lot with the baby phase as a first time parent. Like, I don't know. It's refreshing to hear that even, you know, second, third round it. Refreshing or horrifying. Cause you think you got it out. <laughs> well, and like babies don't come with the manual. Right. And that's why you just, you have to figure out what works for you and the baby. I think that one thing about our family that's I'm figuring out is that with the with the older two they learned a lot of the same things together you know they're being so close in age well yeah i mean and even like potty training and stuff like they were like both going through neck and neck you know um and now we've got this straggler coming in third here (laughs) and like in a way it made it easier with two of them and it made it easier on us because it's like they were we kind of only have to go over this thing one time with the two of you right uh, it was kind of less repetition and more just like group yeah. learning. Right? right, yeah. Um, now, we're not doing any potty training with an eight-month-old, so uh, maybe we should do another podcast in a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now. You know, I didn't know anything about kids enough when you had Leonard and Nora to care to ask any of these, but so watching you go through like sleep training with yeah. Virginia... Uh, the fact that you even have any questions or or was was interesting to me. So uh, was like Nora close enough to Leonard that you were it was still all fresh to do it the second time around and you knew more what to do or? Yes and no. Um, well, they they were very different babies. I mean, Leonard, I attempted to breastfeed. That was really, really important for me, but it only made it maybe three months and um he was losing weight and we just, we needed to have formula. So we did that. And then, which is, it was easier to put him down with a bottle. I mean, the baby gets full. I feel like it happens fast. You can see how much they're eating. And so we'd put him down. And then with Nora, what we breastfed, but I, I don't think we used formula with Nora at, at all. all. No, I, she, but she, she took the crib easy. I mean, she did take the crib easy. She was much more attached to you. Yeah, it was though, but and she would fall asleep. She would fall asleep. Now we have Virginia, who is totally different. She, she just wants she wants to feel me. She wants to be next to me. That's I'm her comfort, and she knows if I'm not. So going through this process of because we co-slept. I mean, for the next for the last seven months. Um, so now trying to put her in a crib because I really need to have a life or be able to get some things done around the house. Um, it is it's it's been different. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's why there's so many questions and I, I'm like, how do I handle this one? I mean, but she knows what she wants and she's going to tell you it in her way. It, it's amazing for a seven month old. I mean, she was, she yells in her high chair and she's telling me, give me 
the cup of milk or water and like I didn't even realize I'm like oh my goodness she's thirsty like she's eating but she wants to yeah. drink this and, and that is something we figured out like today yeah <laughs> like today and I think that when you're at that period from like six to 18 months it all changes so much so quickly that like I, there you really just have to have your finger on the pulse of your child to know what they're asking for when they're asking for it I mean she now understands what the crib is and she does not like that. No, crib. she knows if I'm even near she's it. Not, she's not anything about that crib. And uh, that's a struggle. But I think that the method we're, we're doing with this is called the what? The Ferber method? Right. And I think it's important to, you know, you do whatever works, right? Whatever works for you. But it's great to have stuff to draw from. And this Ferber method, it's working. She's asleep in the crib right now, for now. Fingers crossed. <laughs> How long have you guys been at it? Uh, what, four days? Or how yeah, long has it been? Maybe a week tops. A week tops. Okay, yeah, that's so what we did. So you should be too. about there. Like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like threw it away for a couple days because it was, <laughs> I mean, she was sleeping overnight, but like I had to keep waking up and checking on her because now I don't have my baby next to me. So, right. yeah, so it was almost hard for me. And I was like, you know what? I need some sleep. So. And I think that's another thing that's tough with kids too, is just like the balance of like having consistency with the children on one hand and then like also having like some semblance of quality of life on the other hand, right? Okay. You know, like, do I, I want this child to sleep in a crib? Yes. Do I want to be up every hour on the hour and not get a wink of sleep for weeks because I'm trying to get this baby well, to sleep and that's in a why, crib? That's why I and, it, and the baby's not happy and we're not happy. And like, again, you just got to do whatever works for you. Yeah, so let's talk about the daily routine, whatever semblance of a routine there is. What time does the day typically start? Should we do summer or school? Yeah, just do like what's happening right now. Right now, I would say the day starts around, I'm fortunate, like seven. I feel like Virginia kind of sleeps in for a seven month old. Um, and Nora is the first one up. So she'll come up into my room and say, mom, you know, wake me up. And uh, typically she's like, can I have the tablet? I'll say, no, we're not starting the day with the tablet. And um, Virginia will be up with me and we'll, she'll kind of be asleep for the most part. And then um, we go and have breakfast. And then Leonard is like his dad and can sleep until 8.30. But we'll have breakfast downstairs. Casey will get up and he goes to work pretty much for the rest of the day. You know, and it's it's hard with having, like for me, I leave the house at different times every day. Yeah. Um, so some days I'm, you know, I'm there with them for breakfast and lunch, and then I get out of the house at one o'clock, two o'clock and go to work. Some days I'm, I'm up at eight and I'm out of the house at nine o'clock, right? Um, so be flexible. Yeah, we'll go downstairs, we have a playroom, and we'll try to do some morning activity after we have breakfast and um, whether that be, you know, just Legos or we have a park down the road and we'll go for a walk there just to stretch and come back and then we'll wake up dad and um, we'll have second breakfast and then <laughs> um, go to work and... And then what happens? Yeah, then what happens is a good question. Casey and wants to know. Very messy house after whatever it is. <laughs> so obviously Virginia naps. Uh, do Leonard and Nora still need to nap? No, no, they don't nap. When did that you know, stop? Sometimes what we'll do is, so they share a room too, which is, uh, 
I think it's great. I, eventually they'll grow I, out of it and I will cry because I love yeah, it in the share room. It. I think they're like, it just makes them even more of like best friends, you know, like whatever. If they want to like uh, cause a ruckus, as long as they're like hanging Doing out it together. in the room and like, that's, I don't know. They can create mischief together and be best friends and I'm all cool with that. But uh, sometimes what we'll do is like middle of the day, if it's, if the kids need like kind of a little reset before an evening activity or something, sometimes what we'll do is just have them go up in their room and read. And we just call it like lay down time. Yeah. And they've got a ton of books up there and whatever they can, they can make a mess as long as it's with books. Yeah. Right? And That's I'll fine. frantically run around and try to clean up the house and reset everything to, mm-hmm. you know, for round two. And like Leonard's real, Leonard can sit there in bed and I mean, he could read for hours if you didn't interrupt him. Nora's, she's going into first grade. Yeah. So she's like. She I mean, wants to read. She really wants to read. She was like reading a comic book tonight. I'm yeah. pretty sure she was reading the words yeah, too. Yeah. You know, like she yeah. can pick out words and stuff. She's not like putting full sentences together. Uh, I would say my day mainly is, I mean, I'm dealing with a lot of guilt just because I'm spending so much time with the seven month old. And I feel like I'm kind of leaving the six and seven year old to themselves. Like here, I set them up with an activity. I'll see you guys whenever I've got to go, you know, puree some apples or, or, you know, figure out what to feed Virginia. And I I don't know, I guess it's mainly just coping and dealing with the seven month old, but they're really good at it. I mean, entertaining themselves and, well, and they're good at entertaining and keeping Virginia company too, you know, which is really neat. I mean, even tonight, like, so tonight we were both making dinner. We did like hot dogs on the grill. We did uh, some carrots and apples and a whole bunch of pasta, right? So we're kind of making dinner and we just set up Virginia in the living room and her little, we call it her froggy chair. And Leonard is right there next to her. He's, he was coloring and uh virginia just sits there and watches him and he kind of talks to her while he's doing it and they're so sweet with her they are really sweet with her and that's amazing it is really i was worried about like a little bit of like the envy as far as like all my attention going with her but there's none was it any easier when leonard and nora were in school like did you feel like you had a little more time to take care of virginia's needs and mainly it's i didn't have the guilt I, i just feel like i'm missing a lot of time with them Interesting. I think that school is like a nice break for everyone. Well, we have summer camp coming up here, so we're going to put them in camp for a week. But you got to do things. I think like we're coming into the second half of summer now and having school age kids, you need to do some things to like bring the free for all to a slowdown, you know, like it's not just all party all the time uh, and start kind of getting back into those start of day and end of day routines right, right um and start getting on like some some organized activity and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah even I if mean, it's it can be with us but like sometimes it not being with us is a better thing right, right. like and i'm it, spoiled because we don't really have a wake up time right now so the day just kind of like spirals itself onward yes sure does yeah we we try to break it up too i mean especially during the summer so uh, yesterday uh we just kind of felt like we were just sitting around the house doing nothing all day yeah. right and that's not a great place to be uh when it's like oh crap it's like 
coming up on three o'clock and we haven't done anything today. We're just lounging around and stuff. Well, we should also clarify that it's, you know, your day off. Yeah, it's my I mean, day off. But I mean, oh, I think that, well, I guess what I'm saying is you got to sometimes just get out of the house with the kids, yeah. even if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> right? So yesterday, like, oh, yeah. I just threw the kids in the car. Becca stayed home with Virginia and it just kind of gave them some time to just you know, be mommy and baby together and whatever. Uh, and it gave some one-on-one time with the kids, with me. I to- rely on Casey on his two days off. Um, I he, he comes home and he spends so much time just with Leonard and Nora, engaging with them, doing, you know, board games or, you know, just quality time. Yeah. It makes me, yeah, just, it's... Does Virginia, when she naps during the day, are you able to put her down then or is it the same no, rigmarole? No. So it's the same routine over yes. and over? What, yeah. three three naps a day now? Yes. No, I would say we're like two, but they're it's long. Pretty much two. Especially because we wake up so late. Um, well, she used to have like an early evening nap, which is now just like bedtime, mm-hmm. right? And so that's like the early evening nap, which is now bedtime. What we're trying to do is transition that to be like crib time, right? So then when she wakes back up again at, you know, midnight or one in the morning, it's like, okay, she's already done, you know, four or five hours in the crib. We can pull her in the bed for a little while now and she can sleep there. What time are her naps earlier in the day? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it just depends on like, just when she gets tired, she sleeps. Is she nursing? Yes, nonstop, all the time. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't tell if it's hunger or comfort right now. I think, I think maybe the crib training kind of scared her and she just, anytime I set her down right now, she's crying. She wants me in her view. Um, it's, yeah, I've been, the last couple of days, I've literally been carrying her around with me and I have one hand to do everything, make dinner. And yeah, it's it's been really tough. What other milestones is she up to? Like sitting, starting to work on crawling? He, she can crawl but she wants to stand. That's the only thing she's really interested in. I think the most recent milestone is really that now she, I can see when she's crawling or sitting, she's looking what is close to her that she can crawl to, <laughs> that she can like climb up, you know? It just happens so fast. Yeah. It just happens so yeah. fast, you know? And like, yeah, you know, she'll get past that, she'll be walking in no time. So is lunch like an actual like sit down kind of event? Is it more on the go? Does it depend? It depends. I mean, ideally, yes, but no. (laughs) I'll set them up with lunch and then I will um, go do some laundry, get a few things done, uh, dishes and, you know, whatever I can clean. As far as dinner goes, it's almost the same, except when Casey's home, we try to have a family dinner. I try to, yeah, I always try to kind of push more of a, like when we are all home together. And that, that's a big part of having this job that is off hours and and weekends and, and nights often, is I try to make sure that when I'm home, I'm trying to give as, as much quality time with the kids and right. have like those kind of sit down family times. Uh, but right. I mean, there's times when I'm home where it's like dinner is pizza on the couch with the yeah. movie, you know, yep. I mean, and that's okay. You know, it doesn't have to always be so structured. What about evenings? What do those look like? Evenings would be probably around seven. I mean, as of right now, seven o'clock, we'd go and bath time, 
Um, Leonard and Nora will take a bath together. I'll be with Virginia. And um, then what, pajamas, brush teeth, and then we read a book together. Um, and I'm, I'm with Virginia for, I mean, she's with us, I should say for this entire time. And then I'll say, okay, I got to go put her down. And then I will spend the next what, two hours trying to put her down. I mean, mainly unsuccessfully, but Leonard and Nora will come up and, and come into my bedroom and make a noise or the door will creak. And all of a sudden Virginia's sitting up and she's wide awake again. And we got to reset the whole <clears> thing. Um, but they're typically asleep, Leonard and Nora around what, nine o'clock, no later than that right oh, now. Yeah. But during the school year, they have to be asleep by, what, seven? Yeah, they're usually asleep before 7.30 um, during the school year. I mean, are they pretty easy? So they willingly take a bath and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. oh, that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, Nora's better than Leonard at it, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, they can, they brush their own teeth now. And some of that is out of necessity, Jerome. I mean... You know, I, it was she, really weird. If I'm at if I'm at work, it's, it's just her with the kids at night. Like, she can't be there just like brushing every single tooth of yeah. I make sure to brush their. I, I do brush their teeth like every other day. They'll just to make sure they're actually brushed properly. But for the most part, it's amazing how resilient our little kids are because they can handle a lot on their own when they have to. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> like I came down from um, upstairs nursing Virginia and Nora had made her own peanut butter sandwich. I don't know. Who knew? Got her own bread. <laughs> peanut butter. It's amazing. Uh, okay. So, uh, let's say Virginia takes, she's down and asleep. L Leonard and Nora are in bed. Oh. I mean, is it just straight to bed for you back? Casey, oh, no. when do you no, get home? That's when my, that's when my day starts. That's when we usually hop on whatever podcast will take us. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. So Casey won't get home until like what? 11 o'clock at night. Um, so from nine until then I am, I'm just laundry cleaning. If I don't know, tending to the bathrooms and stuff that I can't yeah. do. You know, I like to keep my house clean sure. and this is my time to do it. So I'll put on a podcast yeah. and run around like a mad woman. Casey will come home sometimes. He's like, you're sweaty. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's my workout. Yeah. Which doesn't make it great for, you know, I would love to be a morning person someday, but it's hard when I go to bed at like midnight. Okay. So, so that is when you yeah. hang it up. <laughs> yep. It's a bad, yeah. Honestly, like all the chores and stuff. Like, I don't mind doing it with a podcast on, like, it, it, get, it, it scratches that same itch as, like, watching a TV show or whatever, but, like, now I'm on the move, and it's really fine. Kate will, like, ask if she can help me with some stuff, and I'm like, well, no, because yeah. for the end of I'm this TV allowed. show, I'm going to be over here. So, yeah, like, because I can't, I'm not going to sit on my ass and listen to a podcast on the couch. You're right, like, That doesn't right. make any sense Yeah, to me. sometimes when I'm, I'm really behind and Casey's on his way home from work, I'm like, I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah. Like, and he'll know. Uh, and then Casey, yeah. So what? You get home at like eleven, and and again, just like by the time I, you know, a time leaving for work, my time coming home varies too. Usually, when I get home, regardless of what time it is, usually Beck and I'll, she'll be kind enough to wake up if she's asleep or take a moment. We'll just yep. kind of it's our chat time to spend together, catch up, and like there's not kids running around at that point, so it's like kind of our. It's kind of like little. It's sacred time for us too. Yeah. You know, everybody's asleep. We can. Well, be together and you know sometimes we'll you know reheat some leftovers and just kind of i don't know be husband and wife with each other for a while without the family running around okay so that's part of my wrap-up questions here which 
I guess we can get well, into. Well, I have I have one more question because so we referred to Virginia's sleep and like the Ferber method. Oh, yeah. um, do you want to just briefly describe like what does that look like to try and put her down that way? So what I've been doing is I will nurse her and she she'll fall asleep and um, I'll try to put her in the crib. I mean, it, she's almost asleep. I would say not quite there, but um, you're supposed to put them in the crib and then she'll wake up right away. And what I've been doing is just kind of comforting her and um, it could take, you know, five minutes or whatever, but whenever she stops crying, I leave. And when she starts crying, like you put on a timer. Um, so it starts like three minutes and then it goes longer and longer. You go and check on them, comfort them, let them know that you're still around and then, you know, go back and start, set the timer. So that's what I've been trying to do with her. Um, kind of sort of, and what you're not supposed to do apparently is pick them up, um, which I was guilty of tonight. I picked her back up and then I nursed her just to soothe her because she was having such a hard time. And then I put her back down and just kind of patted her back until she just, you know, went out. Yeah, it feels so unintuitive, right? Like it's not mm -mm. a natural thing to do. I still don't know how I feel about it, even though we used it and it worked. And it, I know, I know I've always, I, I'm, this is not what I'm used to is having a baby cry in a crib without me. It's, it's breaking me, honestly. So I'm, but it was, I mean, at least for us, it was like, we were at the point where there was no other alternative. She wouldn't fall asleep in my, in my arms. We're rocking her for like 45 minutes. Yes. I just, you can't. And with Leonard and Nora with the other kids around. I mean, I, that's what I was telling Casey. I was like, I've got to do something because, you know, I'm spoiling Virginia. And also I'm now, you know, just losing control of, everything else because I can't do anything. Hello, listener. It's about that time of the episode where we hop on and just check in with you, see how you're doing. Oh, that's good. I also would like to point you to the direction of our social media for which you can find links in the show notes and our Patreon if you're really into what we're doing and would like to support the show financially so that we can keep it going. Hey listener, are you sure you blew that candle out? Maybe take a moment now to go check on it. Oh good. <laughs> no follow-up to that, just... No, they blew it out. Now back to the episode. I end every podcast uh, with giving our guests three wrap-up questions. I'll give them to you all up front, and then you can answer them in whatever order strikes you first. So, what would you say has been an example of a recent parenting win? What would you say has been a recent parenting challenge? And... What would you guys say that you do to take time for yourselves to unwind or relax when you're not being a parent? Okay, I would say definitely the biggest parenting win is my seven-month-old being in a crib right now at bedtime alone, as opposed to laying down with me in bed. You do seem really happy. Well, I am. <laughs> um, also, for some reason, I feel like Virginia or Nora making her own sandwich is really cool. I think that's a pretty big parenting win. If we've taught her nothing I mean, else, she can make a PB and J. Yeah, just leaving Leonard and Nora alone without them being in my eyesight to take care of the baby was such a weird process. I mean, it, I don't know because we have a, a bigger home. It was just 
no, not, it could no. be a little unnerving that they're like not in your yeah, line like, of sight or they're yeah, not on the like, same I'm like, floor okay, of I'm the house. I'm going upstairs to take care of the baby now. Don't answer the door if someone knocks, yeah. you know. Um, you know where I am. And so that's actually turned out quite nice because um, yeah. they're not going to you know, run down the house. Seeing evidence of her making her own peanut butter sandwich feels like <laughs> learning that the raptors know how to open doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the game right. has changed. Yeah. And so, um, and then I would say the biggest challenge is um, trying to keep the schedule of, you know, the six and seven year old and their needs in mind with my own schedule, my husband's schedule, and now a baby. So it's, it feels like a juggling act through the day trying to think about who needs what, when, and I don't know, I just, I just, it's hard to make a routine, especially when everything changes each day. Yeah, so how much are you looking forward to school starting? Um, <laughs> you know, I am and I'm not because yeah. we send our kids to a school that's about a half an hour away. So it's a lot of driving. No. And so I'm so thankful for summer. But um, now I, I don't want my kids' brains to rot. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah, <laughs> yeah. that happen. It's hard, though, because school is, school is good and all. But we just get, it's nice to have so much more time with them. Says yeah. the guy who works seventy hours a week. But... Says the girl who's nursing all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the third question? What do you guys like to do to unwind when you're not parenting these children? It's really important to make sure that you're still spending time with your spouse as not as like a co-parent, but as like the person that you married that you want to be with, right? And like for us, it doesn't really matter what we do. I mean even if we make time a couple times a week to have like a, I mean, it's usually like a, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night thing, but like, if we like make a charcuterie board together or we watch a movie. We go or through we phases. Just, we have board game night. We yeah. Have Scrabble night. And for I a think long that, time. I don't know. It's very, it's very reassuring to be, to know that you're married to somebody that you want to be with and that also wants to be with you. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not, uh, I, I don't know. I, I still have fun, I, right? I, right, and, like, I kind of sacrifice being, like, an early morning, like, you know, go get my coffee and have my alone time then just so I can stay up later and, you know, see Casey when he gets home from work and, you know, we have the place to ourselves. And and so, I, to me, that's worth it for now. I mean, who knows when schedules change again, but... What did they call it, Caitlin? Revenge hour? Revenge bedtime or something? Like, we can't go out to the bar and get drunk, so we're going to stay up and, like, overeat and, like, watch garbage TV (laughs) later than we should. Yep. Becca, Casey, thank you both very much for taking some time out of your busy day to share your family with us. Yeah. Yep. Love you guys. Thanks for having us. Oh, I love you too. Have you ever heard the term Irish twins? I have. Oh, that's the end of this conversation then. Oh, was that like a setup for a joke that I'm supposed to play along? No. Uh, uh, for our listener, though. Please. Uh, Irish Irish twins uh, from Healthline.com, anyways, refers to when a mother has two children born 12 months or less apart. And before we began this interview, I wasn't sure if Leonard and Nora were a day shy of a year or a day past a year but she said a day past a year. So they're not Irish twins. 
which is good because the rest of this healthline.com link says that that term originated in the 1800s as a way to poke fun at Irish Catholic immigrant families who didn't have access to birth control. But they wouldn't be poking fun at my sister because it was 366 days apart. And your family's not Irish. Correct. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I think this is an interesting example that we've had of, like, they had two kids very close in age and then, like, a good chunk of time for that next one. I feel like most of our guests have either been, like, all relatively evenly spaced or, like, very spread apart in the case of Melissa or, um, like, very close in age. I feel like very close in age is kind of, like, trendy now. I don't know. It's not necessarily a fair thing to say, but... um, it's definitely been common among our guests. It is still shocking to me that Rebecca would ask me any question about raising our kid because when you were pregnant with Charlie, she was like the veteran child raiser among my siblings. So I would ask her all kinds of questions. And then, yeah, to see that come back around to me where I'm just like, it's like, it's like taking a college class. And then you leave your class and you find the professor begging for change on the corner. And you're just like, what the hell does any of this mean? What am I supposed to take from this? Many professors are adjunct nowadays and don't get benefits or very good pay. So, Listener, don't even get Caitlin started on the state of higher education (laughs) in this country. Just go ask ChatGPT about it. (laughs) Becca and Casey, everybody. (laughs) 